Okay, we'll wing it. Uh, yeah, see? see that's okay, exactly. we'll do it live. I was like, <laughs> yes. What's up, everyone? My name is Jeffrey Jewell. Welcome to the Modern Gamer Podcast. This is our inaugural episode, and we wanted to take some time to introduce ourselves before we jump into the actual podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Jeffrey Jewell. You might know me from moderngamer.com. I am one of the chief contributors there in terms of the gaming reviews and content that you see there, specifically Backlogvania, which was kind of my brainchild, and it's where I cover all the games in my backlog, which is pretty significant and massive. Uh, down below me on the screen is Joseph McBride, who helped me out uh, with editing some of the Backlogvania content and is soon to be a contributor himself. Joe, I'll pass it over to you, and you can introduce yourself and talk about you. Hello. Uh, my name is Joseph, and I am a contributor on Modern Gamer, and I help to edit Backlogvania for now, and there will be more coming later. And you are the uh, the site's official Pokemon master. Let's not forget that. I think that's probably significant to mention. So, yes. Yeah. It, <laughs> most definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Steve, Steve and Joe go to completely different types of gyms. Uh, obviously, they're both <laughs> big, But uh, for totally different reasons. So speaking of Steve, uh, our CEO and founder of Modern Gamer, Steve Wall. All hail to Steve. What's up? All hail to Steve. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Um, my name is Steve Wall. Uh, some of you may know me as Darth Swall. Uh, if you know me on Twitch or from uh, Jenna's stream, because that's probably where you are going to see this from. Um, <clears throat> I am the uh, the owner of Modern Gamer. Uh, this is going to be the, the first podcast that we do, like Jeff said. Um, I'm excited. We're going to go over a few different topics today, um, and uh, yeah, go. Joe's going to drink beer. He's also the resident alcoholic. If there's one thing I'm good at. <laughs> Apparently, Captain Pokemon requires that you be still to uh, still be on the back. At least and if there's two there. things I'm good at. That's right. That's it. That's it. Pokemon and everything, beer. Everything isn't on the list. It's just, it's just beer and, and, uh, and Pokemon. Uh, what the hell cool. else is there? You, I mean, hold, honestly. How do you hold a Switch? A kid and a beer all at the same time. So, so this is interesting. Uh, somebody <laughs> sent this to me like right after I got my switch. Uh, somebody had 3D printed a, a Joy-Con uh, holder, and instead of like the middle part that's uh, you know where the you know just the junk part that just holds the two Joy Cons together, it was actually like a beer like cozy thing, and it was just like you put the Joy Cons in and you have your fucking drink and you can just pull it up to your drink water that's while that's amazing just that's amazing the most uncomfortable way to play switch and be an alcoholic so it's like know. literally you're switching right i, I don't know there you go Dad Boo. Boo, yeah. fun fact uh, i don't so, i did not know that the uh switch that i have uh the switch light was a uh, touchscreen until about a month ago so that happened well <laughs> see, see the great thing about the switch is that it is touchscreen but there's so few actual applications for it there's not a lot of games that actually utilize the touchscreen feature so it's it is one of those kind of like lost ideas yeah and, like, and, and the one game where you think that it would make the most sense uh just came out probably what two or three months ago is uh is mario maker you're like perfect uh but obviously you can't use touchscreen on the big screen so the only way touchscreen works is if you're holding it. I don't even know if that 
the touchscreen works on Mario Maker. But um, yeah, I don't like other than like navigating some of the stuff on the actual home menu. I don't really know. The only thing it serves its purpose is when my kids are sitting in my lap while I'm trying to play video games and they touch the screen and, and fuck with me. That's like the only <laughs> only ser- the only purpose the touchscreen serves on the Switch. Yeah. Um, my nephew was using it and I was like, what the hell are you hitting the screen for? Like my four-year-old nephew. That's cool. Yeah, I, I agree. It, but it's, cool. it's basically there so that my daughter can touch the screen and absolutely ruin what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's but okay. You can type friend codes faster. Let's be real. <laughs> it is pretty good for typing. <laughs> Nintendo's like, do people want like actual friend tags, like names, like like, or do they just want to be able to type them onto the screen with their fingers? Yeah, definitely the definitely the second part. They don't want <laughs> it needs to be MD5 encrypted. Let's do that. Yeah. Your tags? What's that? No, we're gonna give you a phone number. Type that shit in. Figure it out. It's so stupid. Uh cool. So uh, the aim of the podcast, we'll talk about uh, a couple different topics. Like Steve, like Steve said, we're still trying to work out the kinks and see what we want to do and how we want to roll with it. Uh, we'll probably do some news, talk about some recent topics in gaming, the uh, gaming zeitgeist, if you will. Um, and then we'll go into a little bit of what we're playing. Obviously you're listening to us uh, on a podcast. You probably give at least partial, you know, partial care about what we were actually playing as gamers. And I, I think that you'll hear a, a pretty wide variety of, of titles and genres uh, between the three of us. Cause knowing Knowing, talking to these guys all the time outside of the podcast, where I think we're all pretty different when it comes to some of the types of games we enjoy. Um, and then we'll also talk about um, some new releases that we're excited about. So uh, obviously as gamers, uh, there's always going to be new games coming out, new games to add to our backlogs, uh, shit that we'll probably buy that we won't even necessarily play because we're too busy playing Pokemon or Animal Crossing or some of shit. So we'll go right to the shelf, not even open it out of the shrink wrapping for at least two months, and then we'll finally play it and we'll be behind. Uh, and then we'll talk about some news. Um, uh, specifically, uh, we'll, we'll save a big chunk of the, of the podcast to talk about the uh, Ubisoft forward. And I think I'll, I'll want to know uh, how everybody else on the podcast pronounces Ubisoft because I've always known it as Ubisoft, but I know some people prefer, prefer to pronounce it as Ubisoft. And I'm sure there is an official uh, pronunciation. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, let's jump into let's jump into news. Um, wow. So first things first, we'll just talk about kind of what some of the more recent stuff in Steve, I know you wanted to talk about the, uh, some of the stuff with Mixer um, and kind of speak your mind and your thoughts about that whole kerfuffle and all the nonsense there. First, why don't you bring us up to speed on, on what, what that whole situation is even about? Yeah. Um, so essentially uh, in a Twitter post, um, Mixer decided to let all of its uh, Twitch partner, or sorry, <laughs> Mixer partners and uh, streamers know that uh, on, I believe it's July 22nd, uh, they're going to cease operations. So there was no um, prior announcements or warning or anything that anybody got um, about it. They just decided to throw it up on Twitter one day and say, yeah, we're uh, moving everything to Facebook gaming uh, as of the 22nd of July. And uh, okay, thanks, bye. And that was that was kind of the, the end of it. Um, so... Mixer is uh was Microsoft's yep. kind of answer to Twitch, right? Yeah, so so obviously the the biggest you know streaming platform right now is is Twitch, um, followed up by YouTube um, for live streaming, and then believe it or not, Facebook Gaming is I think the next largest chunk, which is like it's like eight percent or something. It's not yeah. very much, um, and then you had like Mixer and 
I think DLive and whatever the other one, other random ones are. Um, <clears throat> but Mixer, I think it was like a year ago, um, signed uh, Ninja from Twitch, pulled him over. It was like a $30 million contract or something that they, they never came out and specifically said what the exact numbers were or what the duration was. But it it's kind of widely accepted that it's it was around a $30 million contract for two to three years. Um, about six months later, they did a similar deal with uh, Shroud, pulled him over from uh, from Twitch, and uh, what's kind of accepted is it was around a $10 million contract for an you know, undetermined amount of time. Um, <clears throat> and it was an exclusivity deal, of course, so they had to stop streaming on Twitch, and there was a huge risk there. So with that, they, I mean, that's $40 million. That's a pretty significant chunk of change. They also brought over some other... Um, streamers from Twitch and other larger communities, but those were the, the two biggest ones. Um, and uh, there was just a lot of hype. So, I mean, you, you'd think that a company that spends $40 million on bringing over, you know, major personalities um, would uh, invest a lot more into the platform itself and make changes and, and actually do things to grow it. Um, they spent all this money on those guys and then they just kind of floundered around for the next year um, until they ultimately did this, which from a business side makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, it's, it, it really doesn't, it, I, I just, I can't even fathom where in the world they came up with the decision-making. Um, it, it seems extra weird, especially considering Microsoft has nothing but money. And like, if you look at their history in the gaming, kind of like entering the gaming world, I don't think they make much money through through Xbox. Like I know that for a long time, at least with the 360 era, they were losing money, even just manufacturing the consoles. And then you, when you factor in like the red ring of death, you know, kerfuffle and all the shit they went through with that, like they probably lost more money than they gained in terms of like true revenue, uh, but they just have so much money to spare. It's like, who, who cares? Right. Like not that yeah. that's a good point from an investor standpoint, but like they can really do whatever they want to. And and probably not lose a significant chunk of money as a company with them just dominating everything else. Um, so it's weird that they wouldn't invest into it, but maybe they also just kind of thought that signing, cause like I, I'm not into the streaming world yet. So like when I think of streaming, I think of like ninjas, the name, like he's the literally the guy that's like, he's like the Michael Jordan of, of streaming, right? Like he, I mean, he's not maybe the best in the world, but sure. he's like the name. So a- they probably, a household name, if you will. Yeah, they probably thought to an extent that one. if they signed the biggest the biggest name in, in the game, for you know, pun intended, that they probably didn't have to do anything. Like sure. all they're gonna do is sign this guy, put all their money into him. They maybe they thought that he was their investment. I, Who knows? I would uh I would say that it sounds like they had somebody that didn't understand the streaming space make that decision. Because, sure. based on just that right they they expected the the clout if you will from this individual to pull over you know countless people it, they just didn't understand how the space works um that that obviously didn't work out for them but i mean if you think about it microsoft has a history of just abandoning projects that that they haven't really put a lot into um because it didn't take hold right away zune um, it's probably a good example of that. They, like, they gave the Zune a good honest try. I think they just no, like they didn't. <laughs> they 
people with multiple versions of the Zune. Like they're, you know, and they and their second version of the Zune was actually pretty good. The the biggest problem the Zune had was that the iPod existed. Nothing was going to beat the iPod. Like, and, I, and I'm pretty sure by the time Zune ha- came out, it was already competing with the iPod, like Touch slash iPhone. So like, they just they just relate to the game every time, right? Like, yeah. Well, they they relate to the game with that, but they relate to the game with obviously the streaming thing. And I think they just expected, you know, this is going to be a major piece that we're going to get a lot of money from, and then. I don't know what they expected after that. I don't know. It almost seems like they didn't have much of a game plan after that. There has been talk that, speaking of Microsoft, that they there's rumors that they plan on trying to buy WB Games because uh, WB is looking to sell their gaming division because apparently they don't like making money uh, off their off their licensed properties. <laughs> so they're just like, cool, we'll sell it. Uh, and Microsoft. That if they pull a fast one and snatch it up, that's that's Mortal Kombat. That's uh, that's the Arkham series. That's a yeah, big Batman. of that's a big chunk of franchises that they could really use because that's that's probably Microsoft's biggest disadvantage of the big three is that they don't have aside from Halo and maybe Gears of War and Forza, they don't really have a significant you know first party lineup. Like they can't compete with. Naughty Dog and Insomniac on on the Sony side, and they certainly can't compete with what Nintendo has. So if they if they snatch that up, and that they have the exclusive rights to fucking Mortal Kombat, like that, especially considering most of the new Street Fighter stuff comes to Sony first, and then eventually will come to everything else. Like that'd be a big get for Microsoft. That might actually put them on the like on the precipice for the next gen race. Like, yeah. what do you guys? If if I had if I had to stretch um, or think about as long term as I possibly could, I think that it does kind of go back to the Ninja and Shroud move and that you know King Galathion or whatever the heck his name is that they signed and moved over as well. Um, it it all kind of they have they have XCloud. Are you guys familiar with what XCloud is? It's like their streaming game streaming service. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're launching, so I think that they're they're hoping your phone and stuff, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be like GeForce Now and like uh, Stadia and like those types of things, but Xbox's version of it. That's called XCloud. So I think what their long-term plan was to build up the the mixer audience to utilize that to push out the XCloud platform, which obviously didn't happen. Facebook Gaming grew like it was like three hundred percent last year. Um, they grew, I think it was like 3%. So they were just like, Hey, we have an idea. Let's just take everybody that has a contract here, try to get Facebook gaming to buy them, utilize that platform. They're already at scale or scaling, um, incorporate Facebook gaming or sorry, incorporate uh, xCloud into Facebook gaming and use that to, to, to push out content there. It's more discoverable. It's, it's got your gen, your general people are on Facebook. I mean, everybody's kind of on Facebook, um, so it's a lot bigger of an audience. So I get that side of it. Um, and that, I mean, that might've been the move, right? That might've been the whole reason why. Um, and I guess I understand it. It just sucks. But as far as, uh, the, the Warner brothers, uh, studios, right. That's what you're talking about. That's WB. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. WB interactive. I think is, is uh, who it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Xbox game studios, I, I heard, I think I saw that like yesterday or the day before that, that they were talking about that. And I think that having those exclusive rights to those games <clears throat> in xCloud just helps to, again, further boost 
that platform's potential, you know, rise because that's what they're looking for. I think and that I right. think that's their big next money maker. What do you think, Joe? That all sounds good to me. I think if we're talking about things that we wish Microsoft would resurrect, I'm gonna have to lead with Lionhead Studios because I need another Fable game. Hmm. I thought there was rumors of another, another Fable game in the works. Uh, there were, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything since 2016 when Lionhead was was killed or something happened. But yeah, Fable Legends, I think, was it. I don't know. Hmm. But we need more. I, I played the first Fable, and I played the Fable shit out four, of that dude. game. <laughs> I played the first Fable three games. Story focus and everything else we know so far. This was announced on June 8th, 2020. So... Fable 4 is in the works, Joe. All your dreams. Who's Go making through. it? Uh, it is... June 8th, you said? Oh, that's new. Coming out, but that's when it was... Yeah, no, this, I know. This is know. from Games Radar Plus. Uh, it looks like... Uh, who is? If this is says. fake news, Jeff. It says, <laughs> it says it looks like it's almost definitely happening. So, damn you. How dare you? This is, this is a rumor. At best. It's almost definitely maybe happening. Almost definitely <laughs> maybe probably happening. Yeah. Hey, man. That's, hey, that's more than <laughs> that's my RPG. Of the time. Uh, it's true. It's true. My RPG, so that's, it's true. I'll just cry every time I think about it. That's true. Uh, or, or Golden Sun game, for that matter. Uh, speaking of gaming news, um, so I know you guys haven't played The Last of Us slash The Last of Us 2 yet. Um, the uh, big controversy that game... Uh, is just getting pooped on all over on the on Metacritic with uh, the user reviews. So there's been a lot of speculation that uh, that game was review bombed by a lot of the community. Um, Definitely seems polar like opposite. The case. <laughs> yeah, well, polar opposite of of what is happening with critic scores. Critic scores are are some of the highest of any game this year, slash maybe the highest many game so far this year. Um, not unanimously across the board, perfect, but like a lot of a lot of 10 scores for Last of Us 2 compared to the user scores, which last time I checked, I think it was like 4.3. I don't know exactly where it is today. Um, but uh, a lot of people are big mad about Last of Us 2, guys. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, but um, Heard it once I just wrote, just finished up the piece. Um, my review for Modern Gamer, it's up there right now. You can check it out. ModernGamer.com. <clears throat> uh, shameless, shameless plug of a podcast. John, John, of what? Put something down below for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a 5.4 currently. Just literally okay. cover my face with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it isn't just review bombs. It, it's pretty, it's pretty dastardly stuff, guys. Uh, so one of the actresses uh, in that does the motion capture work and the voice work for one of the characters in the game. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys who that is because uh, spoilers. But um, she is a character in the game, and uh, people don't like her character, guys. Uh, and they've gone as far as to. Uh, send her death threats and uh, other kind of nasty stuff on Twitter. So, uh, so so stupid. It it's it it's is real ridiculous. dumb. It's um, real dumb. It's real dumb, and it's it's even more dumb when you're not like if you go through Twitter and you kind of read the threads and you look at people. There, even the people who dislike the game, vast majority of the time, are still saying things like, "Guys, I hated this game, but still, this is stupid. Like, this is not." how you how you express your opinion um and then on top of that you'll also have the people who are just like well this is what you deserve you know you made a shitty game and this is the, this is the the this is what happens you make a shitty game you're gonna get death threats so there's obviously a, a toxic communities 
exists. Uh, they are I'm entitled. Us. Uh, and, and they are, and they are in your houses right now. Um, they exist. So it's not just for Star Wars anymore. People, uh, video games have toxic <laughs> music. Um, it's not just Star Wars. Want, a, yep. Fucking Because all of this ultimately stems back to, um, the game itself having such polarizing opinions. Um, a lot of the critics, obviously, like I say, have very high praise for the game. The fans are are pooping all over it on Metacritic and other websites. So some of this stuff stems back to the, the leaks that happened Better a couple months ago. Um, so, Joe, you and I were kind of talking about this a little bit away from the podcast, but, like, what are your guys' thoughts on reviews in general? Like, we do, we have a review functionality on our site. We like to attach scores to games. But Absolutely. Um, a, lot of, a lot of review sites, when they're talking to fans, those fans post their scores, and the fans aren't in the same position as a game reviewer, right? Now we're not, you know, modern gamer isn't an IGN type site yet. We're not getting free copies of, of video games to review two weeks in advance. Like asterisk. We're, I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. You know, we're paying <laughs> our own, out of our own pockets to play these games that we're playing. I bought my copy of last of us two to play it. I wasn't, you know, gifted a copy from naughty dog, uh, naughty dog, please let us know. Uh, <laughs> you know if you ever like me to review your next game title, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, love Last of Us 2. Uh, no death threats to Laura Bailey, so please uh, send me your copies of Uncharted 5 when it comes out. Um, but uh, is is there a problem Jeff, in Jeff, gaming? Jeff at moderngamer.com. Just yeah, Jeff at moderngamer.com. Uh, at Jeff on Twitter. Uh, three E's. Uh, but there is, is there is it counter to gaming as an art form to attach reviews? Like, obviously movies do it. Music has review scores. But, like, gaming being kind of different where you can't just go online and stream, you know, a, you know, a, a, your game for free unless you're doing it illegally like you can with music. Um, you can't go, in most cases, you can't go rent a game uh, for, you know, a couple bucks. You're, you're usually buying the game for 60 bucks or you're subscribing to some kind of streaming service, uh, subscription service where you're getting it, you know, for a period of time. So like, does it make sense in gaming culture to, to kind of have that review structure where um, you have critics getting these games for free and having a far more objective opinion and then comparing that same review to uh, Johnny gamer who is only 60 bucks that he's going to have for, for a game for a month and plopped it down, played a game that he, that he thought he was going to love and ended up hating. Like what are your guys' thoughts in that, in that world? Steve, you want to go or should I go? Go ahead. Cause I, I got some stuff. Do it. So, you know, I think, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, actually, uh, I think with, I was almost going to say the advent of the internet, but it's, I mean, pretty late in the game. Um, so it's not exactly new, but I think, I think, the most, I should say, I think the least interesting part of a review uh, is the rating, right? Because I, I almost feel like there's this sort of inherent, it's it's a little bit like paper, rock, scissors. It's like, if I'm going to try to win, I have to think about what you're going to say, right? And then I have to do the opposite. And so it's kind of like, there's this inherent flaw with the review, because if I'm going to give a review, it almost can't be good or glowing because then why are you even bother reading it? Right. It's like, there's nothing interesting going on unless you're going to try to shit all over it, which I know is not a hundred percent, you know, true across the board, but I think it's sort of a default position uh, to me. 
right? That that's that seems to kind of be the case. It's like critics have this reputation across you know industries and across mediums, you know, be it food or art or whatever. For you know the ones that we've all heard of are scathing, right? And I think there's a reason. Um, for me, a game review is is interesting uh, and and worthwhile when you can read what the authors you know, takeaways are or their interpretations are. And it's kind of less about well, what did you think about it in, you know, on an objective number scale and more about, you know, what are what are the actual um, sort of nuggets of insights that you've mined, uh, you know, when it comes to playing the game. So um, that's that's kind of my take. They're, they're a little... <laughs> I think they're kind of superfluous, but I also find them interesting if that, if that makes sense. Do you think reviews are designed inherently to feed into confirmation bias? Like, like people go, cause I found myself listening think, to and reading reviews for last of us Two, knowing that they were going to be negative. Uh, cause that's a yeah. vast majority of what's out there. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the opposite. So I was, I was looking almost for confirmation bias, like listening to reviews, waiting to hear, yeah. People who, because like I kind of wanted to feel like I wasn't the only person who had the opinions that I had, right? Like Absolutely. I the person feeling this way about this game, sure. but I'm also in you know in the minority, right? Like of of fans and not like you know big time critics or or triple A critic reviewers, like or game reviewers. A lot of those guys like the game a lot. Uh, kind of kind of aligned with them, but like I was almost looking for little guys, you know, to, to share right. that opinion. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like a lot of things these days where, you know, there will maybe be a, per, a pervading opinion. And if you feel contrary, there's going to be, you know, a, maybe a, a pocket or a segment of people that are going to want to hear what you have to say. But I think overall, you know, for, for whatever reason and for better or for worse, if you disagree with, you know, Oh, last of us two sucks then you're going to get, you're going to kind of get branded. Right. And, 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 and no, I don't think that, that that's cool or the way that it should be, but I think, I don't know, you know, it, it kind of depends on what lens you're looking at it with. Right. Cause overall this industry is about, you know, dollars. Right. But then it's also about, you know, for, for those of us that, that are, that are this way inclined, it's also about, you know, an art form. Right. So like what's going on, what's being communicated, what's being expressed. And I just think it, it kind of depends what your personal opinion is and you know there's this old and game games have have you know for the last couple of years uh, particularly really been uh, uh the the target of this kind of you know slogan um uh, you know like um go woke go broke or get woke go broke or whatever right like i remember back in the days Pacific three and all of that stuff and it was just an absolute shit storm of just in my opinion, kind of ridiculous stuff, you know, whatever. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's all about well, who do you agree with and who do you disagree with, and like who's this for, and is it pandering and whatever. And I think we need to get further away from that lens, and we need to try to get more toward the lens of like it's it's art, right? You'll you'll like it. You, it doesn't need to be personal, you know. It doesn't need to be a hill that you die on. You know what I mean? It's it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I want I want to go to Steve next, but like when you said the go woke or go broke thing, um, I don't know if you guys watched Patriot Act on uh, Netflix with uh, Hassan Minaj. Uh, it's kind of like a Daily Show offshoot offshoot show. Um, really good, a lot of political commentary, but it's basically him talking about different topics. And uh, there was an episode he did on on gaming, and it was actually super interesting because. Apparently, gaming, like, the industry is really shitty to anybody that's not a straight white dude. Um, 
And even even the straight white dudes, like it's not good. Like the did a lot of the episode on Crunch, which Crunch is was a big controversial topic for Last of Us Two when it was coming out because apparently Crunch to get that game uh, finalized uh, was a was a big deal, especially during the end of the you know the production with COVID and, and all the pandemic stuff happening. But like a lot of the stuff in that in that episode, he talks about just like the industry in general and how um, one it's not regulated. They're not they're not part of a uh, of uh, what do you call it? Um, it's the word I'm thinking of. Uh, union. There's there's no union for gaming like workers. Um, and like sure. apparently, if you're a chick or if you're not, a, a, you know, a white dude in that industry, um, it's it's really it's really tough on you. And so you say the whole go woke or go broke thing. It's like how many games are are built with you know straight white dudes in mind because straight white dudes are making all chunk of them. Like we're very fortunate. You know, as that we're all we're all straight white dudes. I hope I'm not speaking for anybody. You know, but I happen to know you guys pretty well. I think you guys are all straight white dudes, and if you're not, that's I'm good with it, right? But not like, well enough, apparently. Uh, hey, hey <laughs> but like, you know, how many games do you have where where a straight white guy isn't the protagonist? Like, and I think that was a big deal for Last of Us too, right? Like, this isn't a spoiler, but Ellie is not uh, a straight white man. Like, she's at, at minimum she's uh she's fluid in her sexuality but um she's very much female and there's other elements inside of last of us 2 that i won't reveal that potentially would lead to spoilers but um it isn't you know some people might think that because the main character in the first game is straight white guy you know older peppered you know salt and pepper beard is typical uh typical game protagonist and the sequel is not that it's like, is that a huge chunk of what people are pissed about? Right. And they're just not willing to say it. So they're covering it up with, you know, I'm going to blast this part of the game. Cause I hated this part when in reality, you know, it's like that meme where the, 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 it's got the guy with the clown face, or whatever. And he's smiling and he looks all cool and calm, but like behind it, it's literally just like seething with rage. And it's like the real rage is because, you know, you're not, you're not playing as a straight white guy anymore. You're playing as, you know, a female, you know, lesbian, a gay, a gay woman. I, a, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I feel like if you're a straight white dude and you're concerned with representation, you have 234 years of content to pull from. So maybe sure. Maybe chill. But I mean, the, you know, even I don't want to get too political, but like the common landscape of the world will tell you that that doesn't matter, right? Like straight, straight white guys all over this country and probably all over the world too are feeling real attacked right now because it's not straight white guys matter right now. Right. It's, 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 it's black lives matter and it's other people getting, you know, into it, but don't want to go there, but I just kind of felt it was interesting. Like, you know, if, if you read some of the reviews, once you guys get through playing the game, which I don't know, maybe a while for both of you, but like, if you get to that point, I'd like to know your thoughts. Like, yeah. That's probably <laughs> Throw it on the pile. The corner through the first game, you know, seven years later, or maybe someday, maybe in 14 years when Last of Us 3 comes out, Steve will be uh, starting Last of Us 2. Uh, I got some PlayStation <laughs> finally, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> but uh, I'd be curious to know what your guys' thoughts are because I think that it is uh, it is interesting, right? Like, it's hard it's hard in this current culture. And, and with some of the insults, Neil Druckmann, the, the director of the game, uh, he got a lot of hate similar to Laura, uh, Laura Bailey did, but his was, it was all directed at him being Jewish. Uh, you know, not a lot. Classy. Yeah. And, and it's like, it wasn't like, you know, compassionate, rational 
like, hey, I really didn't appreciate where you went with the story. It felt like an insult to... It's just, to right. it, it wasn't criticism uh, of the art. It was just, just ad triggered, hominem. Triggered reaction. That's all it was. Yeah. I didn't like this because I didn't like this and f*** you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right, exactly. Cool. Cool. Like, you said, not just Star Wars anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop your creative. Not just for Star Wars. That'll be, that'll be one of our taglines, right? Uh... Can you guys name one fan base that doesn't have a toxic, like toxic sect? Like, is that does it exist? Pokemon. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, first one, the first one that comes to mind, and maybe just because I'm I'm sitting in front of a huge burial of it, but like, I don't know a lot of Power Rangers fans that are toxic. But then again, I don't know if seven year olds know what toxicity is. So maybe that's <laughs> right. only the older ones are triggered. Weird, right? They're not toxic because Jason and Michael kick their ass. <laughs> Uh, we knew what's happening. Uh, well, any other you guys want to touch on? Uh, I actually wanted to comment on the on the the critic ratings and and that that stuff. So I I think it's kind of fun. No, no, we're past that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, sorry. Fuck. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna roll it back. So <laughs> we can edit that part out. Well, I didn't post. Hey, I'm man, this back. is your show. You do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I think it's kind of funny that uh, that that I think this way, being that I wanted to start a gaming review website. Um, but I I tend to when I'm reviewing things, I try to take out my like real life feelings about things like politics and like gender and relationships, and I just don't care about that stuff. Like that's not why I'm playing games. It's not why I'm watching movies. I'm, I'm doing it for the entertainment factor. Um, and the creativeness and the, the visual appeal and like mechanics. The escape. Like, escape. Yeah, like that's what I'm there for. And when I review things or when I'm reading reviews, I, I tend to look for, I guess, people that are like-minded when they review things like that. Um, because I don't, I don't want to deal with all that crap. Like, it's all over everywhere else. That's not why I'm playing video games. I could go on Facebook and scroll that for hours if I wanted to get triggered at everything. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's be real. Everybody's got their opinions on everything, and that's cool. Like, if I want to play The Last of Us, and I, like, I'm enjoying the scenery, I'm enjoying the work and the effort that got put into it, and the, the creativeness and the story, and it just everything that that is. And I try to immerse myself in that world regardless of what the game is that I'm playing. And when I review games or when I watch movies and I'm thinking about reviewing a movie or something or talking to a, a movie, you know, somebody about a movie, um, that's, that's where I, that's the angle that I come from. And I, I feel like I always have. Um, so it, like, I understand people's frustrations with things, but it, it almost makes me laugh sometimes because I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a game. Like, why can you not disconnect the two? Um, regardless of, of who it is, right? It's it's just, it's weird to me. Um, so, I think I can empathize sure. a little bit with that because uh, there are people who, you know, it is their, like, it's more than just a hobby for them. And I, I would argue that sure. it's more than a hobby for us, right? Like, I think each of us probably spend a good chunk of any free time that we have playing games, whether it's, you know, PC, whether it's console, whether it's showing our kids, like, you know, buying our kids video updates. games. Or, like, selling, I'm selling updates to our consoles <laughs> and the precious free time we get but like you know i can see that perspective of like people like hey i, I 
put my hard earned sixty dollars down to buy this game because I really wanted to just sit back and escape for a couple days or a couple hours every day for the next two weeks to to get the experience that I wanted to escape. And then they might feel like they're having, you know, in the case of like The Last of Us 2, social justice warrior crap thrown in their face, right? Because they interpret um, a viewpoint other than their own as being something that's just trying to get them to, you know, buy in or, or whatever. Like seeing seeing a gamer be forced to play as a lesbian, uh, you know, protagonist versus the, the typical 10 other games they have in their catalog that are straight white dudes might might feel like somebody's pushing an agenda, which I guess you could make that argument, but I, I look at it as like, you know, like you said, Steve, it's, it's escapism, right? Like sometimes escapism isn't playing as another straight white dude. It's sometimes it's playing as, as a, as a chick, right. Or as, um, you know, uh, as a lesbian you know, elf woman, you know, like lesbian elf woman exactly. or In... a fucking dragon or, <laughs> you know, nobody gets mad about Spyro when they're talking about, uh, you know, pushing agendas, right? Like, oh, I got to play this as dragon. Like, Nobody ever questions Crash Bandicoot, right? I so I I I can empathize with somebody that feels very strongly about a particular area and not wanting to be forced to do to do something. So I suppose I can get behind the idea of like being upfront, you know, that hey, this is like where we're at with this, and if you don't like these things, maybe don't play this game. Um, so I I I think that that's fine, right? But at the same time, like nobody's forcing you to play it. Sure. Like you can choose to not play it and there you go. You know, like, Oh, I'm sorry that you. Sure. I mean, it, it, this, this actually reminds me of a, I don't know if you guys have seen future man, but there's a quote from the first episode, you know, (laughs) why would anybody play video games if they could do a bunch of really cool shit in real life? So it's like, that's, that's, that's the whole point, right? It's to. to, And video games are less hard. We threw a future man quote in there. That, that makes me happy. Future man, get it done. So yeah, it just I I don't know. I mean I don't want to I don't want to beat the horse, but it's you know the horse is dead. The yeah. whole point is I don't want the do horse to be stone. dead. The horse is dead. It's, at this point, it's on fire. Uh, it's probably getting death threats from people who didn't like the last week. The real question of <laughs> the the real question is did it die from COVID and how close to me was it? Uh, it so. it most certainly didn't die from COVID. But was it, it at probably, school? We're probably going to do uh, a postmortem on it and find that it had COVID regardless of whether or not it killed, was killed from it. <laughs> and it, whether or not it did. Mark it it was Lil Sebastian. And he's dead now. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, any other gaming news topics you want to talk about? We got a pretty wide breadth of, of gaming styles here. What kind of games are you guys playing right now? If you're like me, you're playing four or five games at once, like five minutes at a time. So what? what's... Yup. <laughs> What's in your console? ER. Um, I'm by that I mean it's downloaded games because everybody plays digitally. Sure. So let me think about this. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, probably uh, embarrassingly still not done with um the Final Fantasy VII remake because I've really been taking my time with that. Plus, I don't have an insane amount of free time. Um, but uh, I'd say. Once a week, I like to you know log a few hours. I'm uh, I'm in uh, Shinra headquarters at the moment, so um, it's it's pretty sweet from what I've played so far, um, and I'm looking forward to wrapping it up, uh, at least the first part anyway. And then of course, when part two comes out, I'll be all about it. 
Uh, I think it goes without saying. I wanted to kind of ask you about that. So I I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. I didn't play the original one or the the new one. I played the the original one briefly. Get out. I was going to say, how did you not play the original one, dude? Uh, (laughs) Get out. Can we cut him out of the whole thing? Because when... (laughs) It's time to choose my PlayStation One JRPG. I chose Xenogears and not Final Fantasy VII. Um, I know, big misfire. Uh, so my understanding was Final Fantasy VII remake. It, it is multi-part, so it's not the same full game that you played through on the OG. Correct. And they're going to charge you guys another sixty dollars for a whole new game. Like it's uh, it's it's episodic, yes. So so part two, one two parts, or will it be like like? Well, so it's the probably maybe. So what if, percentage of the original game is this is this remake? All right, so the original game's three discs. Uh, and way to way to put me on the spot. So so I think the first disc. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm not super worried about spoilers because if if you haven't played FF Seven, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's a I, game at this point. I, I think yeah. Uh, so I think the first disc takes you to. Geez, don't quote me. Uh, it takes you right up until. Th- a very significant event, which I guess I am going to prevent spoilers, but uh, some, something happens uh, in uh, the Forgotten City, and then I think it switches to disc two, um, and the first part of the remake like goes right up to the exit from Midgar, so I would say maybe a third or halfway through the first disc. I mean, so, so if, if... Three parts to it? If the, it? Well, I would say if the pacing, if the cadence of the first part is any indication, Might be I, I would honestly say probably five or six Oof, parts because you guys they are they flesh out a lot of stuff i mean there are things where and you know the retail version of the game on the first disc are footnotes or i mean just honestly not even really addressed that so that is the remake too is the what the remake is multi-disc too uh no well so no uh no not so far um so i have uh well I guess technically, yeah. There's an install disc, and then there's a play disc, um, and that's yep. yeah. Last of Us had an install yep. disc as well. That's, that's yeah. So, so I mean, and and th- this goes right up to uh, the escape from Midgar, which is I think, like I said before, like I think a third of the way through the first disc. I mean, and you don't even have uh, so far for as far as I've gotten. There's an entire there's a there's a player character, a playable character that at this point's not playable. Um, you know, but he's 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 joined the party, or he's at least kind of following you around. So, where is just going to get all your guys' money? They're just gonna, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, the, you know, and I and and I'm not even sad about it. Um, but it's it, it's amazing. So the the is stuff that they Vincent? fleshed out. No, no, <laughs> it's uh it's uh Red Thirteen. Um, oh, okay, okay. Up up to the point where I'm at, you can't you can't play as him. Uh, but it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they're fleshing out. There's stuff I didn't even know I cared about. Uh, like a lot of uh, Jesse's side story and a lot of the stuff that takes place in the Walmart. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so so yeah, I, I mean. I think it goes without saying I recommend it, but um, I, I think as far as cadence wise, it could. I mean, I don't know. It it could be a ten part. I have no idea, but but yeah. Um, have they, so they announced anything about the the next part of it? Or like, is it like uh, soon? Is it like part, years away? Uh, they've there's chatter about part two. I don't think there's a solid release date. Uh, hold on. Haven't they been working on for like ten years? More than that, probably. Um, Since Advent Children. I mean, like on and off, right? And then, well, I mean, we're we're talking about, you know, Square has they've they've gone, you know, full ten eighty on this. They've they've in the past said, hey, guys, we know you want it, but we're not remaking it, to the point where obviously, it, okay. it's a thing. Yep. 
Um, let's see. Part two is proceeding as planned. Uh, no confirmed release date in sight. We have no way of knowing for sure when part two will be released. So I'm going to go with, we don't know, but probably, I mean, a couple years. If again, if the depth of part one is any indication. Uh, so yeah, um, pretty I did legit. Hear, I did hear that they expanded on a lot of the characters that didn't really have much of a story in the first or in the original, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, that and you, know, obviously you have a lot of dialogue that you didn't really have before. So, oh yeah, there's there's a lot there. Um, uh, you know, um, the 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 sect that you're a part of, um, or I guess the group, organization, whatever you want to call it, Avalanche in in the first group, it's definitely like a story point. It's not something where I feel like if you played through the retail version, you'd miss that, but you don't really get into you know what are Biggs and Wedge and Jesse up to, and you know you don't really get to see Biggs and Wedge. Biggs and Wedge and Jet. Yes. Star Wars again. Here we are back at Star Wars. We're about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a ripoff so much as uh, a homage. homage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's really virtually nothing in the retail release for you to chew on. And in the, in the, in the remake, there's a lot more, uh, a lot more. And I think too, um, I think that the, the first thing that people will tell you about the original retail release is that it was, I don't know if I'd say plagued, but it was definitely um, affected by some translation challenges sure. to the I mean, point where I think people that have played the story through multiple times aren't really sure what's going on necessarily. Uh, and so I think I think with the remake, they're going to be able to finally address a lot of this. So that's that's what I'm the most excited for. Globalization issues. So what else, you said you're playing Final Fantasy. What else are you playing? Uh, well, obviously, I think it goes without saying I'm working on uh, Pokemon Shield at the moment. Uh, I Love Armor uh, dropped, I think, at this point. What was it? It's like it was in June. Uh, yeah, June. So it's it's been a few weeks. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm through that for the most part. And my praises there would be mostly um, QOL things that I think I was I was really hungry for uh, as somebody who plays competitively. Um, and just the ability to you know because they released uh, Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing, and it was kind of this like. To be honest, before I Love Armor, it felt a little like, you know, tacked on or just a little ham-fisted, like sweet. So we've spent all of this time, you know, um, collecting and breeding and raising all of these, you know, lethal things. And then now all of a sudden there's Gigantamaxing, which is basically just random dice rolls, right? But then with I Love Armor, they introduced Max Mushrooms, which actually lets you uh, apply or remove that attribute if you weren't into it. And there's now there's finally sort of a strategy element being able to decide, you know, how do you want to battle? Because uh, anybody that's played it, I think they'll tell you a lot of those GMAX moves have some added uh, effects and you can set weather and you can do all sorts of craziness. Uh, very uh, similar feeling to, to the Z moves from Sun Moon. So um, I'm, I'm excited for that uh, as well, obviously. So yeah, uh, and then I, I think that's essentially it. Uh, uh, PC wise, I've basically just been playing Vermintide for like forever. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Vermintide too. Uh, they did just do, um, they just released a new class, the Grail Knight, which is pretty sick. And then there's a big balance beta, uh, a, a patch in the beta version that's floating around right now. And I just read the patch notes for that and it looks pretty interesting. So um, so yeah, I'm excited there. And then I'll, I'll have more to say on that when we get to talk about uh, upcoming releases. But I think for the moment, those are really the three that I'm, I'm, didn't, I'm didn't play really uh, into. Graymore at all? I thought you, you would have been on that for uh, You know, uh, it, I, I definitely was, was ready for it. Uh, it came out, and uh, I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, I think just a life kind of happened. Um, but no, I, have, I haven't been into it too much. Uh, I was actually kind of hoping maybe you'd have something to say about that, Steve. I, I've played very little of it. Uh, Samesies, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I was super stoked about playing it and uh, it came out. I've gone through like the first two quests for it. I will say that I find it remarkable that Bethesda has found a way to monetize Skyrim again. Yeah, because no, it's I'm... not it's not like we weren't all playing that shit for the last ten years anyway. <laughs> I still have it. I I can't tell you how many times I've uninstalled that game and reinstalled. Oh, it me too. Like, Ooh, I gotta put this mod in there. And and when special edition came out, I bought it, and I'm not even gonna try to lie to you. So yeah, yeah. I have legendary edition, the the um, and then that edition, and I'm like, it's an oh, insane I game, and, oh, and it's worth every penny. But then yeah. it was like half my mods don't work for this edition. <laughs> God, I'm so pissed. But it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It is. It is. And uh, <laughs> no, no bullshit. I'm pretty sure I bought it on Xbox One and PC. So I, yeah, I bought it. Fuck on me, I guess. Xbox, and I have it twice on the PC. So <laughs> it's 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 the best. <laughs> yeah, I almost bought it on Switch, and then I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> and then I realized that Alexa can play it. So that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I played the 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 like prequel quests for Greymore. Um, Harrowstorm, I believe is what it was called. Yeah. And then uh, I got through, like, I, I went into Western Skyrim, obviously, and I'm I'm in Solitude. I've done, like, the first couple quests there. I will say that my first, um, I don't even know what they're called. I was just in the middle of doing one of the beginning quests for it. And, uh, you know, in the, uh, the the base game, there's those, like, rings that, that come down. And it's like the giant circle thing with the chains that come down. I forget what they're called. Um, it's like a little... yeah. They're like uh, Oblivion Rifts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some, something yeah. like that, right? So there's there's those in Western Skyrim, but it's like a gigantic freaking gargoyle vampire thing, and a bunch of werewolves, and they're insanely difficult. It's pretty and cool. I stumbled upon it, and I got the shit beat out of me. <laughs> so, but it was a blast. Um, so there was that. Uh, so played a little bit of that. Haven't gone too much into it beyond that. Um, I've been playing a uh, probably disgusting amount of GTA RP. Um, on we my, were just talking about it. Yeah, uh, on uh, Sol- in it's sliceoflife.com, I believe, um, is the is the server. Um, it's a five M server, so if you're familiar with what that is, it's all just role play. Um, but been playing the crap out of that, and it 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 just sucks the the time right out of you. You'll You'll start it and be like, oh, I'll play. And then uh, next thing you know, it's 4 a.m. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Get God, it's so up. true. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a struggle. Especially with this one. It's like, so the server that I'm in, you can only have 55 people at a time. Um, and there will be people that wait for hours to get in and play for, you know, 30 minutes. And then the server ends up like rebooting or something. And they have to do it all over. But it's, it's crazy. It's a blast. Uh, so I've played a lot of that. Um, started, I, I got the PlayStation specifically so I could play, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hell and, yeah, man. and The Last of Us, and then, of course, the, uh, I, I saw the little Steam pop up a day or two ago that, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is out on PC in August, so I was like, oh, bye! So, I have it twice yeah. now, too, so <laughs> that happened. Incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably, <laughs> honestly, I'll probably wait until, um, the PC version releases so I can play it there. Um, Because this is just, this is foreign to me. I, I, I'm not good with a PlayStation controller. I had an Xbox for forever. Um, I had the last PlayStation I owned was I think a PS2. Um, And then it was just Xbox from there. So that thing is just weird as hell to me. Um, Started playing the last of us though. Uh, 
a little bit. I'm enjoying it so far. I could definitely feel the age that it has, um, but it's fun. Uh, so it's, you keep saying that it feels the age. It's literally one console gen, dude. Like it, it's not. I'm saying mechanically speaking, like it's just it feels clunky. Spoilers for Last of Us Two. It's not that different, man. Like it's, it's super pretty dope. simple. Oh, you're gonna be <laughs> miserable. For... Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm excited for it. <laughs> Might just throw that lower on the backlog now. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I realize it's a little old, but I've just I've heard nothing but good things, and yeah. it's it, it seems a little bit like it was literally one of the last a holy grail, you know. So, last, if not the the last significant release on the PS3, so it's not even like it was like early PS3 shitty stuff, like. I'm you not know, it was it's shitty, late. Jeff. Just, He's on the defensive, homie. <laughs> Obviously, this game is near and dear to my heart, and I'm one of the few plebs who like the second one. So uh, I, I am enjoying playing it. You just have to realize that I've played PC shooters and things like that for so long. Enjoy it more, Steve. Enjoy it more. All right, I'll I'll, I'll enjoy harder. Jeff, what is it going to take to get you <laughs> outraged about this? What's that? What is it going to take to get you outraged about Last of Us Two? I couldn't tell you without spoiling the game. So <laughs> these are going to be great conversations to have in a year when you guys are all, all caught in up. In a year, he uh, said. <laughs> I think uh, I'll finish it in a year. I don't know, man. It's, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Twenty-five hour game, I think the first one. It's, it's scary. Don't make me play it. Yeah, man. Um, what else are you playing, Steve? Uh, I actually picked up uh, Greedfall. Um, it is actually really fun. Um. It came out in, I think it was September of last year. Um, I'd never heard of it, actually, prior to just seeing it on Steam, uh, browsing through, like, featured games and whatnot. Um, it got super, super good reviews um, on Steam, like, the user reviews, as well as critic reviews. Um, I think it's, like, 8.5 and 9.5 were a lot of the, the critic reviews. Um, it plays kind of similar to, um, like, Dragon Age. Um, with, okay. without the, at least so far, um, the ability to switch between different players. Um, just like the, the combat and stuff like that feels very similar to that, um, where you have a party of, you know, two or three people and, um, you know, you, you can pause it to pick whatever, you know, specific spells you want to use or whatever to kind of help out um, the, the uh, you know, plan out your attacks, if you will. Um but it has a lot more customization than uh, Dragon Age does, to where it, it almost feels like not quite like Path of Exile's customizations, but you can you can be a mage and you can have a hammer and a pistol instead in, instead of just using spells and stuff like that. It's, it's more open. You have a primary focus, uh, but you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. Um, and I really like games like that because I hate being locked into specific things. It, I like to experience whatever I feel like experiencing and uh, that part's kind of nice, but it visually, it looks really nice. It's kind of um, almost like old colonial. Like I was going to say, look at the base on the art. Like colonial colonialism slash uh, revolutionary war era, like dress tired kind of thing. So yeah, very, very much that visually um, Hamilton, the game. Yeah, kind of, but it's not based on any kind of real events or anything like that. Sure. The, Don't throw away your shot. That's the tagline. Yeah. Um, I played I played the uh like the pre-story for like an hour and a half or two hours, and then it 
I got on the main ship that you're supposed to get on or whatever. And then it did like the opening cinematic where I was like, Jesus, this is another Red Dead 2. I'm going to be here forever playing this game. <laughs> so, so I promptly yeah. shut it off and went to bed. I'm never going to see my wife again. <laughs> I, I was like, I need to yeah. stop or I'm going to be here till tomorrow. Like, yeah, uh, it, w- it was a lot of fun though. So that's kind of what I'm playing. I am, I am playing uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor um, now that it's out as well. Um, yes. I do, I do quite enjoy the uh, Sword and Shield game. Um, so sick. I'm, I'm just stoked that there's finally a Pokemon based on a drunken boxer. It's just the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's <laughs> the, it's so dope. The uh, rabbit guy is that what you're talking That's about? That's the uh, rapid strike uh, Urshifu, actually the the legendary that you get from uh, Isle of Armor. There, so he's got two forms. Are you talking of... about the little teddy bear dude? Yeah, what yes, uh what uh, that's that's Kubfu and what uh, what he evolves into there are two possible dojos you can go train him at and one of them is one of them is based on a drunken uh based on drunken boxing kung fu which is just fucking cool to me. I dig that. Kubfu. Kubfu, that's right. That's right. He's a little teddy bear ninja. That's right. And he's adorable. The names like, of these I things are higher. Yep. And I, I and I went with the water one, and his his name is Sunken Master because I have nothing to do with my time. So, <laughs> the, the water one is how you get the the drunken uh, the drunken. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. Good, yep. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Jesus. Do so, it. Yeah, it's to the point where, like I I was saying in Discord, I I bought sword and shield, so I bought shield for me and sword for Jenna. She hasn't even yeah same the box. So I'm fixing it. What am I doing with this? Like, what's that? She's like, well, this isn't Sims Four. What am I doing with this? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> she wanted it. I didn't even. This want is an Animal Crossing, it. Cooking Mama, or Farmville. So, so that's the thing. She was like, oh, I, I really want this game. I, I want to play it. I, I don't know which one. I was like, well, this is a the pack that has both of them. Let's just buy it. I'll take one. You take the other. So I was like, yeah. which one do you want? She's like, that's I'll take sword. So I was like, cool. I'll play shield. And I beat it in like three days, or beat it. Um, and she hasn't opened it since, or she still hasn't opened it. So I'm about to take her switch, play it, trade myself for all the Pokemon, that, <laughs> and then just keep restarting so I can get all the starters. And... and I can't even blame you. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, this is by far the most accessible gen ever. I mean, if if there's ever, you know, I I don't know if 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 you're out there and you've never played Pokemon, this is this is the time to do it. Well, Joe, we were talking about toxic fandoms before, and you were saying that Pokemon doesn't have toxic fan. I, I know you meant that largely as a joke, but there's been a lot of controversy with this gen, right? Like a lot of po- hardcore Pokemon guys. I, I know even at one point you were talking about not being into this one because they, the, a lot of the, a lot of the hardcore elements have been kind of stripped away. And I, we, we have one mutual friend who is like, he says, I'll never play another Pokemon game again because this gen totally soured him on it. Uh, like, this, yeah. So the, the thing I think that has a lot of people, kind of salty or at least maybe a lot of the the longtime franchise fans is that apparently in transitioning from the 3ds to the switch uh there are ram or storage space or whatever you want to call it uh issues problems difficulties challenges that can't be overcome when it comes to the amount of data required to load the entire national decks and 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 when i say that i'm talking about all 870 some odd i think at this point um, of the previous generation Pokemon into the game. So there, there's a limited dex. And so that is contrasted to, you know, uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon on 3DS, which was the last title before this, where, I mean, ostensibly anything you had collected over, you know, the last uh, 
what uh, 20 years of distributions from you know uh, uh dream ball pokemon to anything that had come out directly to any any promotional stuff he had been given was all fair game right you could transfer it up to the current gen and use it and then now i think there's something like maybe a full third of, of the decks is available i mean we're talking you know and and and, there, and there's big stuff like there's a lot of the mythics that aren't available there's a lot of the i mean even pokemon from gen 2 you know that people at this point have have been for 20 years you know into that that can't be transferred into the current gen game so it's it's a little bit of just kind of a kind of a niggling bother right it's 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 not something for me ultimately where i was like now nah, you know i'm not about it but you know yeah like like you were saying there are people who apparently that's that's enough of a thing to prevent them from wanting to play it so but, but i mean as far as controversy I, I don't know i think that's kind of it i think that i think the only time where you know this particular franchise really starts to get toxic is if we start to look at maybe some of the contributors online uh, on youtube and stuff and i don't want to say any names and then of course you know when we get into looking at the, the vgc championships and things like that there have been rumors of people cheating and whatever else and hacks and this and that but you know so so maybe maybe that but again i still wouldn't call that's, that toxic so many games anyway like there's it is no game that you can play that somebody isn't in a competitive scene correct cheating yeah and 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 you know for me it's like you know i i don't necessarily care if so-and-so wants to do that and they want to try to win a world world championship doing that that's fine it's not for me you know and i'd rather just compete on a legitimate level but i mean it's not it's not gonna make me hate the game or or anything like that i i just kind of look at it and go you know why why do we really need to do that but but it's not it's not to the point where i would call it toxic unless we're talking about specific personalities you know primarily on youtube and like i said i won't go into it but yeah, I don't know. And and maybe it is toxic. What do I know? But that's... I, I think that the difference, though, is like that's like a very small segment of exactly. Fans. It's like you have to really understand and have a yeah. ton of knowledge about it before you're like, oh, yeah, maybe it's toxic under this rock, you know, versus <laughs> you know, Last of Us 2, where you can't, you know, swing a dead cat without people shitting on Shin Chan. So and at the same time, like it's more at least it sounds like people that are just like, I just don't want to play it because, you know, I, I was in love with these particular elements or characters and they're not in this one, so I just don't really want to play it. You know, and, and it's totally different. personally, <laughs> I, I think this happens anytime, anytime a franchise jumps a console generation, right? Because it's like, well, now I have to buy a Switch. Okay. They'll get over it. They'll eventually buy one, you know, but for Sorry, but for now, they're a holdout. Advances, so, whatever. You know? Right. Like, I don't like the fact that I have to upgrade anything ever, but like, I do. So <laughs> before we got started, I was just looking at uh, stuff that's uh, stuff that's coming out that I'm looking forward to, and I saw uh, Hellblade Two: Sinnoh's Saga, and it's oh, coming out dude. for it's coming out for the Series X, and I'm like, shit. Well, I guess they gotta buy one of those. <laughs> Computer too, either way. I know, right? Eventually. Yeah, I played it on uh, I played it on PC and the first one, and it, that game. Oh my, my buddy, oh. my buddy Lance, uh, he's the one that wrote the the review for it on uh, the first one on the on the site. He. Um, he was like, dude, you have to wear headphones. You have to turn it up as loud as you can. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, played in the dark. Dude, I was so <laughs> impressed. So Ninja Th- the Ninja Theory released, uh, they had like a vignette that came along with the release that I got. I think it was even just with the standard version. And they had a whole thing about the making of and how they really were messing with like the oral to, uh, that's AU or for like, you know, for, for the sound to try to really just get it to be they wanted it to feel like it was in your head coming out of your own mind because it's a, it's a, it's a commentary about mental illness. Right. And it was yep. just, 
oh, it just it blew me away. It blew me away. It, it so was insanely impressive. And that was go by the first game, right? Yeah. Oh, well, as far as I know, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think they've released a different one. It, it, it. I'm so stoked for the second one. It's not even funny. So underrated. Same. So let's talk about that then. What are some of the other games you guys are are looking forward to? What what's coming out soon within the next two three months? It's got your got your appetites wet. <laughs> uh, well, of course, I guess I'll I'll take the low hanging fruit. Uh, there's another DLC for uh, for for Sword Shield coming out that I'm looking forward to. We're going to see some uh, Galarian form uh, variants on some of the classic legendaries from Gen One, particularly uh, Zapdos, uh, Articuno, and Moltres. So that that looks cool to me. Um, there's a Vermintide. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it a mod, but basically uh, Fetchrex releasing uh, a version of the game called Versus, which is really similar to, if you think back to like Left 4 Dead days, where you were finally able to play as like the enemy faction. That's coming out. looks pretty dope. Um, I don't know if this is the next couple months, but Cyberpunk 2077, which of course is the next you know big game from CD Projekt, uh, of, of Witcher 3 fame, which I don't feel like I need to talk about anymore. And then um, there was a, a title that came out a couple years ago that's... Uh, uh, Kurt Schilling's studio, actually, it's now defunct, but they actually developed called Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, uh, and they're re-releasing it. It's called Re-Reckoning, uh, and I'm probably going to pick it up again uh, while we're on the topic of games that I've purchased multiple times, because Kingdoms of Amalur was insane. It was, uh, in my opinion, vastly underrated, and I'm really, really sad that uh, you know we don't get to see uh, the the next installment in the series, so I'm definitely going to pick up Re-Reckoning. Um, I think that's it for me as far as the next few months go. Uh, I wanted, I definitely do want to mention, I don't want to let this pass without mentioning, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which uh, if you've heard of Bloodlines uh, or uh, Troika or White Wolf or any of that stuff, it's uh, it really needs some introduction. If you haven't, it was basically the best game that nobody ever played, and uh, you know now there's a sequel finally coming out, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. That sequel looks... Looks legit. Agreement. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 um, is, I mean, I, I think I pre-ordered it the first day it became available for pre-order. Dude, yes. Like, I, I, I've I never paid for anything. If I need oh. to. <laughs> like, let me know, A thousand CD. times. I'm, I'm down. I'll pay for it twice. Um, that and uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I've been waiting for a, a Vikings... Assassin's Creed for a while. I I love Assassin's Creed games. I think that they're super badass, and uh, especially after watching the the gameplay stuff from today, uh, it it I'm even more excited. Um, so those those two games are probably the ones I'm the most excited for. And then uh, now that it's been pushed back till February of next year, uh, New World is going to be another one that I'm I'm excited to play. I'm not as excited as I was. Um, I think because Amazon Game Studios kind of let me down a little bit. Um, they've pushed that game back like three times now, which I understand with everything going on right now, and I'd rather them push it back than release a half-baked game. I don't need another EA you know, thing going on with like what Anthem was. Um, but, uh, you know, I Crucible didn't launch well, um, and it's been like unlaunched uh and they've thrown it back into beta so they they didn't do a great job there um they released a, a different game based on a 
like an Amazon TV show or something that was god-awful as well. Um, so they're not off to a super great start with their first couple games. Um, and I was excited for New World. Um, I still am. Like I said, I mean, I pre-ordered it. Um, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play and, and have fun. I've been waiting for an alpha or beta key for forever, so I'm hopefully I can get in there and at least get my feet wet with it. Um, but the thing that I think excited me the most about them with that game is if they did that one really well, it made me even more excited for what they're supposed to be working on after that, which is a, uh, a Lord of the Rings MMO. Um, I know that there is a Lord of the Rings MMO right now, but it's super old and, and dated. And, uh, and they're the, the, lead, the lead designer on the newest Lord of the Rings MMO that's supposed to be coming out. And, you know, I just hoped that they would find their footing before they get to that. And if they don't, I'm afraid it'll be scrapped. So... Yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you, right Jeff? So, there there isn't a ton that I can think of off the top of my head coming out like in the next several months that's really like a, a must buy for me. Um, I think my two <laughs> biggest games of the year were definitely Doom Eternal and Last of Us Two. Um, but there's a couple. Um, one one game that I'm excited about coming out, and uh, this was announced. I think it was might have even been early this year or late last year. Um, there was a a title called Golf Story, which was a um, is an indie game studio based out of Australia, I believe. I don't recall exactly who it is off the top of my head. I have to go back and look. But they it's basically it was basically a 16 bit RPG, but the uh, the RPG. Um, also incorporated golf elements. So it's like rather than what would replace uh, like a battle in an RPG was, was more of a golf mini game essentially. Uh, and the golfing mechanics were very similar to um, Camelot used to make uh, the Mario golf game on Nintendo 64. And they also did um, hot shots golf series on the PlayStation uh, PlayStation two and PlayStation so I was always a big fan of those games, even though I'm not a huge golfer. I always liked golf video games for some reason. And Golf Story was a game that, like, it hit all the marks for me. It was, like, a golf video game and a 16-bit RPG, kind of, like, it's really, like, not taking itself too seriously, very Earthbound-esque. Um, that same studio is doing a sequel for, uh, specifically or exclusively for the Switch. Um, it's called Sports Story. So rather than just be golf, it's going to incorporate a couple different uh, sports elements, which um, that has me pretty excited. Uh, I, I, I don't know enough about, uh, ghosts of Tsushima, Tsushima? um, but now that I have a PlayStation four, like it's kind of hard not to see the hype for that. Um, sure. Same thing with, uh, yeah, it looks amazing. I don't know. Doesn't it? Yeah. I think next week, both that and, um, the new paper Mario game also come out, which also looks pretty interesting. I don't know if I'll get either of those games at launch, uh, just because, because Tsushima sounds like a massive game, and I just don't know if I'll find a play it. Um, the one game that's probably a must-buy for me in the next couple of months is uh, Tony Hawk's One uh, One Plus Two, uh, the remake of those games. Because as a '90s kid growing up, I put a lot of hours into Tony Hawk One and Two. Yeah, um, and uh, it actually looks like a, a final return to. There's been a couple different like half-hearted remake slash like. HD versions of the earlier Tony Hawk titles in recent years. And apparently they're all dog shit. And I'm just glad that I dodged those. This one looks like it finally won't be. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, when did they come out? 
when did they come out, or when does it do come they? out? Yeah, the remix. Uh, one two comes out in August, I believe. August oh, or okay. September. So soon. Um, barring any obviously delays or, yeah. or crazy bullshit. As far as sports, <laughs> oh, exactly when I thought it was supposed to be like summer, but I haven't heard anything about it in recent months. It's not even on like the Switch like new release like upcoming. Um, one other game that's coming out this year, I think it's later in the year, so the next couple of months, but uh, Harmonix is doing a new music game. Don't recall what it is off the top of my head. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, but it looks it looks interesting. It doesn't actually utilize like uh, like peripherals or anything like that. Uh, like the fuser, or fuser, yes. Uh, so it looks like it just incorporates um, the the regular control setup for whatever console you're using. Um, but I'm excited about that. There was a game that came out when I got the Xbox One by I don't I think it was Harmonix. It might have been um, that used the Connect. Which is really cool. It was D- uh, Disney Music uh, something or other. Super fun game. Uh, probably much the only reason we used the Connect other than turning Xbox on and off again. But it was really cool. It was a game I could play. Yeah, it was a game my wife played with me. Which normally we don't like the games that she plays. Like she's on our Switch playing Animal Crossing, and that's pretty much the only game I can get her to play. Um, but like music games or games that are that are simple that are focused on a simpler concept. Um, are games that she really gets into. So I think that'll be a cool one for us to get that will um that will like. So those are probably the the some of the ones that are coming out. Like there's nothing like I want to I want to get into Cyberpunk. I want to like be excited about that game, but I've never played The Witcher, so I don't know any CD Project Red's history. I, I know it's probably an amazing game, but it just hasn't like as much as people tell me to play it, it's just one of those games that I haven't gotten around to picking up and playing. Much to the chagrin of Joe, who has a, sh- a shrine to, this w- to the Witcher in his house, uh, but uh, yeah, like, and Steve probably ton- like go so on. It's cool. Like, it go looks like a cool. On, probably a little bit more of my wheelhouse than the Witcher, just because I'm not a big swords and sword and shield guy as uh, as you guys are. Like, I'm not really into Lord of the Rings and a lot of that stuff. So, um, Cyberpunk seems like it's definitely more my wheelhouse, but. It also sounds like a massive, massive game, and like I, I need, I need my games to be in small bites, or <laughs> or it has to be powerful enough to where I want to stay up four hours past when I should be sleeping to play it. And like, there's just not a lot of games that do that to me. Just, so. j- just think of it like a medieval Last of Us. What? What's your three? Witcher. Yep. That'll get it done for you. With uh, a lot less controversy, actually, probably not any less. <laughs> probably so, a lot more vote. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Pretty much what I'm excited for. Um, can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. It's been a slow I mean, year. I, I feel like you named like ten games. <laughs> yeah, you covered a lot. You're like, ah, uh, my backlog is gonna get really but, big this year. Yeah, but I don't know. This is not a lot of games. It's like, I, I can play about games that I've already played that I haven't even played yet, and I'm, I'm really excited to play because uh, I've bought a bunch. Like, I'm excited to play Xenoblade Chronicles. I haven't, I haven't played it. Shovel Knight. I think the the, the thing that that you're getting at though with like Cyberpunk and and those games is it's just they're so big, and you don't want to just put the time into them, right? I mean, that's no. I I want to put the time into them. Like, if I was still single and just like. <laughs> 
if all I was doing was walking and coming home play video games like I was in my my early twenties and mid twenties, like sure, I'd probably go pick up Cyberpunk. Fuck yeah! But like, I remember how long it took me to get into the first Mass Effect. Like, I was at Best Buy because I worked there, and I'm looking at like I'm in the checkout aisle, and I'm like, Mass Effect, Call of Duty, Mass Effect, Call of Duty. I'm like, cool, I'll I'll buy them both because why not? Right, I got money to spend. And uh, like, I get home and I'm like, I'm gonna try this Mass Effect game. Nope, I right into Call of Duty, and I think I didn't do anything else but Call of Duty for like a month and a half. And it was just like, because Call of Duty just sucks you the fuck in. And the, at least, at least it did at that time. Like, I don't play them anymore. But like Modern Warfare, the first one, like, I think everybody was going for prestige points in Modern Warfare. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody who wasn't into that game at the time. Sure. It's like by the time I finally pulled myself, right. in, not like enough. Like put the heroin down and play Mass Effect. And I was hooked on that. And it was like, cool. I'll just like wake up. I gotta work. I don't have to work for four more hours. Cool. I'm gonna put three and a half of that into Mass Effect and see where I get, right? And then get home from work, do the same shit, right? It's like no responsibilities. I gotta change diapers. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I gotta see what Commander Shepard needs to go on this next mission. I gotta more important things to do, right? Yeah, dude. not anymore. Which is why the Switch is great for dads because I can do this and then, oh, I got to change a diaper? Cool. But Blippi's on TV. I can play my games on the Switch. That's that's the best part about the <laughs> Why? They, no. They, they knew they were targeting dads. They're like, 36-year-old dads need to play their video games or their kids are hogging up the TV? Fuck it. Let's build a portable, let's build a portable <laughs> system. Let's fucking I mean, go. That's fair. That's fair. Know your audience. All right. Best of the best audience. Uh, yep. All right. So let's let's talk about this uh, this fucking Ubi. Okay. Ubi. Let's get this out of the way. Let's talk is about it, this Ubi. Ah, shit. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Are you sure? Ubi. Ubisoft. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty confident about this. I'm dying on that hill. Ubisoft. I'll die there with you because if it's Ubisoft, whoever named it is wrong. <laughs> Definitely Ubisoft. Because <laughs> because my opinion's better. Hooked on phonics. Yeah, man. So, yeah, exactly. Work it for me. Can't pronounce. So the first thing on Google is uh Ives uh which I'm assuming is French. Uh Ubisoft Gimon. had the final word, but even he feels it's best to say you can pronounce it the way you want. So there you have it. Both Ubisoft and Ubisoft are considered correct. We, we, all we all know Ubisoft oh, is more uh, I hate that last part, but it's fine. Uh, that's because like, Ubisoft. This is like the GIF, GIF uh, discussion of, I mean, I of uh, video games. I guess I, I don't call it Uber. So GIF? I, mean, I think you mean GIF. <laughs> it's also a French, French company, though. So, you know, Ubisoft, you know. Wee oui, wee, oui, ha <laughs> It's definitely a GIF, though, for, for what it's worth. <laughs> no, it's GIF. That is a hill I won't just die on, but I will, I'll will be buried on the hill if I have to. And oh, if yeah. the hill is somehow taken down, I'll be in the in the rubble of that hill. Uh, it is GIF. So, Where's that GIF guy? What's, yeah, right? So <laughs> uh, you were the only responsible one of us uh, or GIF. lacking responsible one of us to actually yeah, get the I'm the only one that doesn't have shit else to do, so... <laughs> I watched the, the live stream for two hours today. You watched the live the Ubisoft uh, forward stream. Uh, Stop so, it. Not only That's that, the last but... time you do that. <laughs> oh, God. Not only that, but I was like two hours early. I was just like sitting here. 
And then they started That's a pre-show cool. like with an hour to go, so that was that was neat. Dang. Um, so tell us about it. Yeah. So there was. What a, was it like? Uh, so it was uh, it was very freeing to not have anything else to do. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So no, I mean honestly. Me. <laughs> they uh they went over several different games uh showed some gameplay footage um the big ones obviously were uh watchdogs legion um either of you familiar with that one uh i i'm familiar with the first two i haven't played them but i understand it's like grand theft hacker right like it's yeah that's probably a pretty good explanation actually grand theft hacker it's it's a, it's you know on paper it was one of those where i was like i don't know this game looks terrible and then i played Watch Dogs, and i was just completely i will never go back to not being fully here for it so yes oh, that's good to know um because i got uh watch uh yeah Watch Dogs 2 was free if you watch yes the- the live stream yeah the i actually the twitch drop was glitched and so actually uh, anybody with a with a ubisoft account is getting the game which is which is pretty cool that's so nice yeah yeah. during the whole live stream they had a uh a thing that was like ubisoft account do they do they you it's only it's only you they they actually get charged extra for the game um So they had a bunch of uh, like live drops and whatnot, and for whatever reason, I it just kicked me out, so I didn't get any of that stuff. And then they put on their Twitter that like, hey, we know that nobody's able to log in right now, so we're just gonna give everybody this stuff. So that's kind of neat. Hopefully they do that. Um, but anyway, uh, they they showed a probably about ten minutes worth of gameplay footage of uh, of Watchdogs Legion, which looks super sick. Um, basically, it's what you kind of get with the rest of the watchdogs games um but you can play as literally anybody um so you you have to recruit people to your your cause um and uh like i i really don't know the setting as far as who the bad guys are who the good guys are as far as that goes because i i'm not huge into watchdogs i've never really played it so i don't know if it's feeding that same story from before or if it's a brand new story um but essentially like you have your your main antagonist group and you can actually recruit people that work for that group to inf- infiltrate it and you can play as them and like it it's it's super super in depth and i for a long time i thought that they were just gonna kibosh it because uh i just didn't think that they would be able to actually do it with scale because that's so many playable characters um but supposedly they figured it out so i'm hoping that it doesn't have like a very small amount of npcs that they that's how they came up with it and it's still actually a dense population like they they showed in the in the gameplay trailers um but uh that one i think it comes out october october 29th um yeah I like was there was there already like did people already aware that that game was in development or is that yeah. just like a quick yeah. drop no, it's uh, it, it's been talked about for a little while now. Um, it, I think I, I think Watch Dogs is kind of one of their one of their you know bigger bigger names. I think. Yeah, so. Watch Dogs, the crew, their Anno series, um, Ghost Recon, and uh, AC. Yeah, yeah. They got Rainbow Six. All like a bunch Rainbow, of the Tom. Well, yeah, I mean Rainbow Six. Siege, it's the it's guess, the Tom but... Clancy's brand, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Splinter yeah. Cell and yeah those games. Yeah. Which. 
Watch Dogs is sick. It's so the I guess the TLDR is basically that you are a member of DeadSec, which is like a DeadSec counterintelligence. Yeah, it's like a like a counterintelligence or I, I, it's more of sort of like an everyman uh, hacker. It's not so much a organization as it is kind of uh, counterculture to the like the government, you know, Orwellian. Uh, no. So they're like anonymous surveillance state thing that they've got going on. Yeah. So like the first game takes place in Chicago. Uh, I think um, Legion is London or it's the London. UK, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Somewhere in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's essentially, you know, it, it isn't so much that there's like that the, the government entities or that, you know, the, the surveillance state entities themselves are the bad guys. It's like sort of what it enables, you know, you kind of start to peel, you know, peel the layers back and look under the hood a little bit, like in the first game, uh, and it wasn't so much the government proper as you know what what the sort of state of the world had kind of enabled other people to do, and so it's 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 pre- it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Looking at the list here, uh, I don't think I play any Ubisoft games or Ubisoft games. Um, I think I think uh, the only one that probably even lines up with a series that I've even regularly played was. was uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I've played a, a good chunk of the Assassin's Creed games, but I'll, I haven't played one since Black Flag. Um, and my my understanding is that they've they've come a long way since then in terms of incorporating other games. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a pretty significant jump in terms of like being far more um, like RPG heavy and like. Building up your character and yeah, that that one was up there with with Witcher three in terms of scope and and yeah. you know just kind of narrative uh, kind of turned me off out. a little bit. Like you know, I as somebody who played the hell you don't out like of, them big, yeah, uh, I can't fit it in. Uh, as somebody who played uh, the hell out of the first like three or four Assassin's Creed games, um, by that I mean not the official Assassin's Creed three. Like I mean fucking Assassin's Creed one. Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 2.5, Assassin's Creed 2.2.6. 2. Uh, I actually didn't even play 3. I bought 3, never opened it, because I was so burnt out on Assassin's Creed by that point. I was like, fuck, man, I just can't. I don't even care anymore. Hashtag Backlogmania. Uh, right? Exactly. Uh, there's just like, I don't know. It seemed like they didn't do too much different enough for me to continue playing them. And then Black Flag came out, and I was like, this is cool. But at its core, it was still the exact same game. Just was like now you can get on pirate ships and get around, which, which was legit, a huge, awesome really part of the game. Um, yeah, I really liked that part, and I thought it, it, but it still felt like it still felt like an Assassin's Creed game. But then I was like, Odyssey looked like it was too different, and I, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, uh, Far Cry Six apparently got leaked before the actual announcement at Forward. Because uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in the game. Apparently, he's the villain or the antagonist. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the guy from Breaking Bad, which is probably the only thing you know him from. Nope. Even though he's Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. You know, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but, oh, Mandalorian, I guess that's true. Um, but uh, apparently, he's playing the villain. And uh, I can't tell if that's motion capture work or if that's really him, like, superimposed. Looks great if that's if that's in game. Like I don't know if it's in game. No, or if I, it's, I would imagine it's just a cinematic. Like rendered cinematic. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine if it's not. I mean that that would be insanely impressive because they they had like a like maybe a two minute trailer um, of that. It you know what was leaked originally was just the 
the like five or six second clip of him lighting his cigar. Um, that's what was leaked originally, and that was in the in the, the clip that they showed. Um, but essentially, he's the, the 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 presidente of wherever the hell he is, um, and he. Los Poyos Romanos. What's that? Los Poyos Romanos is where he's the president. Got it. That's a joke. It's Breaking Bad. That's the restaurant he owns. Come on, Steve. Got it. I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Sorry. Get together. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. He it, it like opens up. It was at the end of Ubisoft Forward that they that they showed this. So it was after uh, after the main event. They were like stick around, and they showed this clip, and it kind of opened up um, with uh, it's his son like putting together a model car, and he hands him a grenade, and like it's it's really kind of creepy. And he's like, "This is this part of the grenade," and he pulls the pin, and he makes him hold the pin, and uh, he's he goes to the top of the building, and the whole city's like rioting underneath, and He's talking about how the the people in the city you know don't like him or whatever, and they don't they don't uh, they don't respect the stuff that he does for him, and yada yada yada. And you know you can obviously tell that his people are trying to fight against them. Um, and he goes on the roof with his son, and he's like, you know, you have to make sure that they respect you. You have to make sure that they you know you know you keep them in check. Basically, is what it the messaging that I kind of got from it. Uh, and he's like, are you gonna? you know, what are you going to do about it? And he, he, it, it stops before he, either, it's very Machiavellian. Yeah, dude, it was, it was intense. Um, and this, this is a little kid, you know, holding this grenade and you, you know, you kind of expect like, does he throw the grenade into the crowd? Like what you kind of feel like he's being led to do, or does he do something else? But it cuts the scene off. And then it's like, uh, I think it was February 21st of 2021 is when the game's supposed to launch or sorry, February 18th. Um, so a lot sooner than I expected, um, with how little we actually got to see, um, there's no like actual gameplay or anything that said like in-engine footage or anything like that. It was just the the, the cinematic trailer. Um, so that, I'm kind of iffy on whether or not that February 18th date is actually going to be the case, or if that's maybe when we'll see our next update. Um, but yeah, that's. That's what it was for that. It it looks super badass though, uh, just from that little clip. It, I'm so, intrigued. Again, I don't have a lot of experience with the Far Cry games, um, but I mean, like, is there an overarching narrative over the, the previous five games where this somehow ties into that, or is it just a brand new story, brand new everything? I believe they're all unique. I mean, I the only Far Cry that I've actually played is Primal, um, and that definitely doesn't fit into any of the other ones that they had because that's. You're like a- Man, in that one, right? Yeah, like exactly, it's yeah. primal. You know, it's it's way back. Um, so I don't believe that any of them tie in. Uh, maybe Joe, you might know. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure either. No. Yeah. But either way, cool. Modern, Modern Gamer is the name of the website, and we none of us played uh, Far Cry game. It's cool. Um, maybe we'll add that to the. They're on <laughs> my our... backlog. I have. I have. Uh, I have Far Cry 5 downloaded and everything. It's I, just, you know, I've never played it. <laughs> I've seen some of the trailers and some of the footage, and I got very, like, I don't know why. Maybe I'm totally just an idiot, but I get a lot, like, Turok vibes from I could see that. Modern Gamer, and we're talking about a game from Fantasy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, cool. uh, that's fine. Uh, but, no, I, I don't know why I got Turok vibes from it for a long time. Um, some of the visuals on on the earlier games, like Turok 4, or not Turok 4. <laughs> like, Far Cry Five looked looked amazing. Like, focus, I, yeah, focus. Maybe, maybe I need to play one of these games, but 
I don't know. It just seemed like I don't know the the, the first person shooter like landscape is so saturated, like and, and so few of them like just blow my mind in terms of like draw me to like drop money and play them without having ever played any of the previous ones. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but um, anything from the list that is like an immediate buy for you guys aside from Steve and Assassin's Creed Valhalla because obviously that's like. Number one, you guys think you'll snatch uh, up Dogs uh, Legion? I don't, actually, I don't. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I don't know about immediate, but I'm definitely gonna get Legion at some point. Fair. Uh, I got Watch Dogs too, so I'm gonna play that one and uh, yeah, see same. see how that goes. And depending, I played on the hell out of the it. first one, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. There was a uh, there's a free game. Um, that they talked about in the pre-show called Trackmania, um, that you can download that from Uplay. Um, but it's basically like a, uh, a, it's a track builder game that you play. Um, it's sandbox, if you will. You just make your own, basically, RC car track and race with friends that actually looked really fun. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like uh, Rocket League and Hot Wheels. Yeah, kinda. exactly. Yeah. That's actually... It looks pretty, pretty cool. Good description. Like <laughs> Rocket League and Hot Wheels. That's Thanks. very, very much so what it looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see spending hours building tracks and then racing them with friends and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that, and that one was free. So I, I downloaded it and I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Uh, they announced the beta, or they put in beta uh, Hyperscape, or Hyperscape. Sorry, um, it's a battle royale like kind of apex legends you know br type game it's very fast paced you know no fall damage type deal there's uh abilities and or hacks is what they call them i believe um but it, it actually looks super fast paced um they did a like a test launch um where if you you know you could watch some people on twitch or whatever and you get a a, a test text or a test token or whatever where you can download it and install it it was only available for a few days maybe a week and then today they put it into beta, so you can everybody can download it and open it up. Um, but that is that's definitely something that I'm going to look into. I, I like the the BR games. I like the the fast paced stuff. Um, I play way too much uh, Modern Warfare. Um, I guess I didn't even talk about that. Um, it's one of those games. It's it's very mindless for me. <laughs> um, I, there's I just you just go in there and you wreck shit, um, and that's very much what this felt like. It just felt like utter chaos. And those games are a lot of fun to me. Uh, it's a great way to like blow off steam and whatnot, and I think they're hilarious a lot of the time, um, especially when you play with a group of friends and you know you have that one friend that you know sometimes it's me that just gets shit on all the time and constantly has to get revived. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's that one. Um, they let's see what else do they have? Uh, Brawlhalla. Um, is a, a a mobile game is what I kind of gathered from it. Um, no, I think, I think they're releasing it on mobile based on what I was okay. just reading. It's a it's kind of like Smash Brothers. They have like it uh, looks that way. That's why it's yeah, like it looks very Smash Brothers esque, and it looks like they've incorporated other like some third party characters from other franchises. That's kind of like their draw. Like why would I, why would I play this when I can play Smash Brothers? Well, you can play fucking Crash Bandicoot or whatever. Like I don't know what yeah, characters they're playing, but like. Some third party ones. Cell, like, they're bringing it to iOS and Android. Uh, 
it's already on Switch and some other platforms, I believe. Got it. Yeah, so it shows how much I know about that game. Um, they talked about it for all of 30 seconds, so it's not like they uh, they pushed a ton onto it. Um, if it was Tom Clancy's Brawlhalla, they would have talked about it for like 30 more minutes. <laughs> uh, they they did talk about Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, but it was just like they showed a, an opening clip for it as well. I don't know if that's something that's out on other platforms and is coming to Android and iOS as well. Um, but it, they didn't even really like show much of the gameplay. They just showed random characters from their different franchises breaking out at one of their other characters and then being like looking out and then the trailer ended. It was, it was very strange. I don't really know what the hell the, the point of that game is, but there's that one. <laughs> um, but as far as the, the big kind of game that they, they wanted to really focus on for the, you know, Ubisoft forward, um, was uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla for sure. They they had like a 30-minute game demo um, where they played through several aspects of the game um, to show you what it looks like. It, it you know, had a big disclaimer, not, f you know, final polished or, or whatever. And you could tell in some areas that it there was probably some polishing left to do. Uh, but it looked great. It, it looked very similar to um, Odyssey as far as like visually and graphics, just maybe a little bit more detailed. Um, things like the ship and whatnot were super crisp, so I think that that's kind of what the final textures are going to look like. I'm hoping for everything, um, because the textures on the on the the Viking you know ship looked just awesome. Um, they took some of the elements, uh, like the just the the combat elements and whatnot from all of the rest of the games really, and they've just kind of progressively improved on several elements. But with this one. They added in um, like raiding, so you can actually raid with your your crew instead of just using them on your on your ship. Um, so you can you know build out your crew like you did in Odyssey and Black Flag and all that with your your strongest characters or whatever and with their different perks. But then you can actually take them and go do assaults and go do raids on different villages and whatnot and you know pillage like a Viking. Um, so there was like that type of stuff was was unique. Um, and it just looked absolutely badass. Um, so I'm super excited. It, it definitely made me a lot more excited to play that game than I already was. Um, and I'm pretty damn excited for it. I bought like the collector's edition and whatnot. So I get the figurine and <laughs> add awesome. to my, my mess of shit that I have back here. Shelves. Yep. Yep. And I got, a, I ordered a bigger shelf too. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm super stoked. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. But Do you guys yeah. have any regrets about like collector's editions that you've like missed out on? Like one that you you're like, fuck, I should have bought it and you didn't. I I have one that's recent that I am upset about, but uh, it's I blame Jenna, so um, I don't. <laughs> so I I bought Graymore. Okay, I bought the the uh, collector's edition digital upgrade, not realizing that it didn't come with the physical like collector's edition pieces that I wanted. So I don't really know why it was even called a collector's edition, but whatever. I bought that, um, realized it didn't come with all that stuff. And then I was like, Hey, um, I want to buy you, uh, the collector's edition of this game because I want the figure. And like, 
I don't really care if you don't even play it. <laughs> um, so she's like, oh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And I assumed that she did. Well, like a month goes by and uh, I don't remember how we were got on the subject, but I think I asked her if she wanted to play like the prequel quests or whatever before it came out so we can get there. She's like, oh, I haven't bought it yet. And I was like, what do you mean? You can't buy the collector's edition anymore. It's womp womp. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So eBay, that's a thing. Um, I'm probably not going to buy it, though. I'll just suck it up and ignore it. It hurt my heart, though. Beyond that, not really. Nothing else. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, mine's recent. So I bought the I bought the deluxe edition of Doom Eternal because I didn't think my wife would uh, like love the idea of me spending two hundred dollars on the uh, like super collector's edition that came with the fucking uh, helmet. Uh, it was like a full size like wearable helmet. Oh shit. And I kick myself every day because I see anybody that has it on like Reddit or whatever and I'm just like that looks so like obviously I'm not opposed to dropping a lot I was of money. I say you have like three you have all these helmets behind you. Dude you, you, you never would have had to stress over a Halloween costume ever again. So the problem is, is that like like almost all of those things are under a hundred bucks a piece so I can justify buying one at a time every however long frequently they come out. Uh, and occasionally I'll get one for my birthday or whatever, but like, uh, like spending two, I think it might've even been three, like two or $300 on this game just so I can get a fucking helmet to come with it. <laughs> like summer would, summer would have demanded that I play the entirety of the game in the helmet. If she would have let me do it. Like she's like, <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna record she would have fucking made you eat and sleep and shit in it too. Yeah. <laughs> Which not gonna, I would have probably done it. Uh, <laughs> all, okay, give me the debit card, please, or the credit card. I don't care. Give yeah, that. I went as far like, and, and part of me like ignorantly thought because when I, I worked at Best Buy when Halo Three dropped, and we that that game Halo Three came with a collector's edition that came with a helmet. Apparently, it was not a full size like a wearable helmet. It was just like a hunk of plastic, which still would have been fine. But like, we had tons of those at Best Buy. Like, I, I think I was working there three years and I, I don't remember exactly when my three years that game came out but i remember us having that game the collector's edition we couldn't get rid of them we couldn't mark them down enough to get rid of those fucking things so i kind of i kind of assumed maybe if i really wanted to buy it like i could go back and somebody would have a copy of doom eternal collector's edition somewhere that i could pick up not the case they apparently they sold out super quick and now they go on ebay for like double the price which is like 500 bucks which is really stupid all i want is the fucking helmet just give me the helmet. Just let me have it. Just but. give me the helmet, man. I just want the damn helmet. It's funny. But Joe. Uh no, I think I think the last few that I've wanted, I think I've gotten. I mean I'm thinking back, jeez. Uh No, I no. I mean, I I I tend to I tend to get these, uh, and then you know there were a couple couple franchises I'm into where they don't necessarily even do like I don't think there's ever been, at least not that I'm aware of, like a you know collector's edition release for like a Pokemon title. But I mean, I've gotten uh, I got the Witcher Three collector's edition, which was legit 
came in a, a box that was literally signed by uh, every member of the production team. Oh, it came with a steel book. Nice. It came with a soundtrack. It came with like all of this shit. Uh, it came with a an actual metal uh, wolf school witcher medallion. I mean, it was just it was just absolute fire. Uh, it was pretty sick. Um, no, I, I don't think I have any uh, any regrets. I, I I think maybe well, so, so this could count. Uh, I I opted to get the uh, like the deluxe edition uh, physical physical for uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, and I guess I probably you know I I could have gone the full Megadeth and just gotten all the stuff because it's all really swank stuff. But uh, I mean, I I wouldn't call it a regret. You know, it it just was more it, it kind of similar to what you were saying. It's like looking at the money, looking at the time. I'm already getting the game. You know, do I really need this type of stuff? But I mean, you know, yes. we all, need it. We all yes, struggle with that. Do. Yes. And and I totally, I'm totally with Steve. It's like, yeah, I definitely <laughs> I need it. Yeah, I need it. But I do I spots on it. my shelves. I need it. I love how you were saying you bought big shelves because that's just like, that's just the prelude. That's the prelude. That's that's what comes first. Oh, so I, yeah. I, I'm fortunate enough to have my wife let me have this space. So this is <laughs> my, this is my place to put all my, all my shit. And it's, um but like she her rules like nothing outside of the, the room so like you can put it you can cram whatever you can cram in that room you can buy as many <laughs> shelves fill up every bit of wall space you can but you're, we're not hanging you know action figures in the uh, in the living room i'm like that's fine <laughs> so so like i have to get real creative and like rearrange shit every <laughs> once in a while and like yeah, it's not always it's not as easy as it looks sometimes. Where, like where, I'm gonna put the uh, Doom helmet when you buy it on his yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah, the <laughs> this is my face now. Was, <laughs> I miss Daddy. <laughs> that was another thing that honestly I factored in when I was thinking about buying it. Like I was like, I might be able to make make this work just like justify this if I buy it. But then I was like, where am I gonna fucking put that? I, have <laughs> I could I could see it on the on the. The the jewel twenty twenty Christmas yeah. card just my like shelf, my shelf of gaming is he's just what's yeah. on Jeff's face that's his face that's his face now you didn't know that God. yeah doesn't take that thing in two years. into your presence my, my paralysis demon will be real scared that be that uh all right so back to back to Ubisoft forward any 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 watchers of our podcast or listeners of our podcast if you're interested in checking it out. You can check it out at Ubisoft.com uh, or Ubisoft.com, whichever you prefer. Uh, both will have uh, the same. Not content. whichever you prefer, dude. It's yeah, Ubisoft. this was you're going to hell. <laughs> it's fine. I got on me. Hook. So, uh, so uh, that's our show. That's what we wanted to cover. Uh, we're really glad that you guys took the time to uh, stop and listen to a bunch of idiots talk about video games. Uh, we look forward to doing this uh, regularly. We don't know what our, what our cadence will be with uh, the Modern Gamer Podcast. We'd like to make sure that, especially if you guys are listening, that we're doing it regularly and come up with new topics. Um, I don't know if we have uh, any place to, uh, to specifically give us like what kind of things you'd like us to talk about before, uh, in the future podcast. Maybe just add them in the comments on YouTube or you can tweet us at Modern Gamer USA. Um, there's also myself on Twitter at Geoff. That's G E E E O F F. Um, and then Steve is at Darth Swall, um, which he can spell that if he really wants to. Uh, Joe hates social media, so he's just uh, 
he found out he couldn't trade Pokemon on social media, so he's not. <laughs> um, One day. Joe is like my dad, and and I have to explain how Twitter works, and uh, that's that's like the one thing they have in common. Joe, like, Joe will respond to all the YouTube comments. <laughs> don't individually. <laughs> Hashtag Pokemon isn't toxic. Um, but that's our <laughs> show, guys. Uh, thanks for listening and or watching, and we look forward to doing more episodes. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you have to say, Steve. What else you got? That's it. Thank you guys for hanging out. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we look forward to reading the, uh, the comments in, on uh, YouTube and on Twitter. Thanks in advance for Jenna to editing this podcast. And hopefully she'll go nuts. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jenna. Bye. Bye-bye.